Hey everyone, I'm Maria Sansone and welcome to another edition of Mom to Mom. Well, it is the end of August. It is almost officially the end of summer and that can only mean one thing. It is the beginning of a brand new school year and mamas, hold on to your hats. I can assure you that like every year, it's going to be a journey. We don't know what we're in for, but it always feels better if we go into the school year with a plan. And I have a team of experts here to help us get this year started right. So first, I sit down with Lizzie Asa. She is the founder of Workspace for Children. She's a parenting expert and play advocate. And we're going to talk strategies for warding off anxiety in us as parents, but also as children. And then I know I can really, really use this in my house. We need to get organized. So I'm going to be talking to the routine queen, Ashley Brown. And you can guess what we're talking about. We're talking about routines, ones that we can actually sustain and ones that we can use in our house. She's got practical tips for staying sane and staying organized. And then we're talking back to school snacks with our friend Audrey McClellan, all with a little help from our sponsor, Hood Sour Cream. So we've got an action-packed show for you. Lots of great information to get you organized and on track. So first, here's my conversation with Lizzie Asa. Lizzie, how are you? Welcome to the Mom Cave. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm so glad you're here too, because we can use your help. It's back to school time. Anxiety is high for parents, for kids. So I feel like I've got the right person to help us manage all of this. Good. I'm glad to be here and to help. Let's talk about some of the littler kids, like kids that are going into kindergarten, first grade, even preschool. For a lot of them, because of the pandemic, this is their first time. And for some kids, it's just truly their first time. Yeah. So what advice do you have for parents as they're kind of managing expectations and even the excitement of that first day of school jitter? Sure. So my biggest tip to parents on that first day of school is to actually remember that this excitement is exhausting for kids. I mean, we know as much how exhausting it is for us. Um, they're excited or anxious or however they're feeling, it's exhausting. And so- I would really recommend for moms to skip the play dates, skip, you know, running to the grocery store or whatever it is after school in those first few days and really manage that excitement and stress by just going inward and letting your child decompress and, and regroup. Um, and also just to expect that restraint collapse, right? Like they are so excited. There are so many emotions happening. And at some point, that's all gonna come falling down. So don't take it personally, expect it to happen and be ready, you know, be ready with lots of water and a nutrient dense snack and a bath full of bubbles, you know, just things that are gonna help them decompress. It'll help that sounds you lovely. Them, right? I wish someone had that for me when I come home yeah. from a big day at work. But you're right. What goes up must come down. So if they are so super excited, and also I noticed too, your kids are on their best behavior, or we hope, yeah. at school, and they hold it all in, and then they come home, and they just fall apart. 
So kind of preparing a nice little nest for them when they come home from this wild day, right? Exactly. And like, you know, don't take it personally. I think our kids are at school all day and we're thinking like, are they having fun? Are they okay? You know, all these things. And they come home and we want to hear everything. And they are just like, oh yeah. Don't even bother asking how was your day, right? Throw that right out the window. Give them that space, give them that snack, let them take that middle of the day bath. And you'll be surprised what you find out at bedtime. All right. So first things first, for a lot of people right now, they're thinking about that very first day drop off. And I remember I got great advice way back when, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but they said, if your child is like really, really tight and needy with mom, maybe have dad or another partner or someone else drop off your kid. What is your advice? That can be really helpful. Um, But I think there's stuff you can even do before the first day of school or even in the first few weeks, if you've already started school and your kid might be having a little bit of a hard time adjusting. Remember, it's normal for kids to start the first couple days fine and then fall apart. So there's lots you can do at home, like practicing by play school. Let your child pretend to drop you off at school and go knock on the door and say, let them say bye and leave and come back. We wanna remind them that mom always comes back, dad always comes back. And so practicing that is going to give them a good frame of reference for that. And what about like not lingering too much once you're there, right? You kind of say the goodbye. If you do your little, we have a little routine that we do and a thing that we say that's really special. And I kind of try to do that long before we get to the actual doors. When I get to the doors, I'm like, bye. Yeah. So I, that's great that you do that. So make up a goodbye routine with your child. You know, that could be three kisses, one hug and a high five. Um, And then what you can do at home is have them teach that to their stuffed animals and their dolls. Practice that at home and practice it at your own door at home so that you can, you know, pass them off and say goodbye. Especially this year, a lot of people are in a drop off line situation or they can't go in. Um, So when it's time to say goodbye, you say, you have to say goodbye and you have to go. Don't linger. It gives your child the feeling that something might be wrong. So say your goodbye and go. Do not linger. Think of the cranberries, but do not linger. (laughs) Do not linger. Um, Now, what about kids that are actually having a really tough time? So there's the normal nerves, right? And then there's kids that are just not adjusting, right? And there's actual fear. So is there a way that we can tell the difference? And what do we do if that be the case? There is. I mean, this is such a hard time to be a parent. And however your child is feeling, whether it's fearful or just a little bit anxious, it's valid. This return to school is tricky for everyone. So I think what you want to do is number one, be really aware of your own adult conversations in front of your kids. Your kids pick up on everything. And especially if you have a child who's really anxious, they're very tuned in to you. So you want to act and be as confident as you can and accept their fears. It's okay to be scared going into a situation that scares you. And so when we say things to them, like, oh, there's nothing to be scared of, that kind of makes them feel a little insecure. They're confused. You don't get it, you know? So you want to say to them, it's okay for you to be scared and your teacher knows just how to take care of you. And I think teachers just, they want to partner with parents and they want you to exude confidence in them. So as a former teacher, I have to ask you, are there conversations that you wish that us parents were having at home with our kids? Yeah, 
For sure. So I have that unique perspective where I am a mom of three kids, but I also taught nursery school for many, many years. And I can't speak for all teachers, but I know for me, I want parents to show their children just how confident they feel in me as their teacher. I am going to do my best job. Your teacher is going to do the best they can to take care of your kids and help them feel safe and loved. And I know that teachers want you to give that message to your kids that they are are a partner, a friend, and part, you know, part of the team. The other thing is we want them to feel independent at school and to feel good at school. So there are a few things that you can do at home before school that I think teachers would love, which is that, you know, dress your kids in uncomplicated clothes, easy pull up and pull down pants for your little ones. They can be independent and not feel nervous or put extra burden on the teacher when they need to use the bathroom. Um, you know, just those little things go such a long way. Teaching them in advance how to open and close their lunchbox. Mm. Things you can work on at home as a fun part of your every day. And if your child can't do those things, that's okay too. But yeah. if a way that you wanna play school, have your kid practice those things. Teachers love that. You mentioned clothing and I take a lot of pride in the fact that I let my kids dress themselves which is a little tough for a type A personality. Um, but I've been through it where on the first day I have these expectations of having my child in this perfect outfit and taking the picture with the chalkboard and all the things. And it puts a, too much pressure on them. It really does. I actually recommend to people all the time, do those first day of school pictures the day before. Brilliant. One less thing to have to do in the morning. I love that. And then you can have them wear what you want them to wear and not, you know, what they want to wear the first day. It can truly be a photo op and everyone's happy. Absolutely. All right. In our last few minutes, let's talk a little bit about burnout. It is burnout season. And we've been kind of talking a little bit more about the little kids, but I'm I'm sure you can see burnout even in, in these young children. They just get, like you said in the beginning, so exhausted. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do we avoid this? How do we kind of create this environment that, you know, won't give burnout. Right. So for starters, you want to model it for yourself. I hesitate to even use the word self-care because that makes me want to roll my eyes, but we want to model good habits for our kids, right? So saying, I'm really tired. I'm going to lay down with my book right now and setting that limit, you know, and model that, that taking a break and taking a rest is important. And you can build that into your day, which sounds to really busy parents, almost impossible, but it's not. When you schedule that into your day, like every day after school, we come home, we have lunch and it's quiet time. Even if it's just five or 10 minutes where mom or dad or caregiver rests and so does child, that little bit goes such a long way, especially in our overscheduled world because that gives them the energy they need for the afternoon. So it sounds like Lizzie is giving us permission to take a break and rest and put our feet up. And that's good parenting. And that's good parenting. And I mean, that is at the basis of everything I believe about parenting is that self-care is childcare. You cannot show up for your kid if you are a mess, right? But even further than that, moms need more permission, right? So tell yourself the truth, which is that you are modeling great habits for your kid. And a quick tip from Maria, if I may, as soon as the kids get home from school, feed them, feed them all the things so that they don't melt down. You're just setting yourself up for success. And we'll talk actually more about that in a little bit. But Lizzie, this was wonderful. So many great tips. Let everyone know where they can find you online. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. And I'm at the Workspace for Children and on my website, 
workspaceforchildren.com. I also have a new resource out for parents who might need a little more support with their children starting school. It's a parent's guide to starting school. Fabulous. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to take a quick break, but first, a huge shout out to our sponsors, Hood Sour Cream. Hood Sour Cream is made from high quality hood milk and cream, so I know I'm giving my family the good stuff. And I love using Hood Sour Cream in my jalapeno grilled poppers, and I am always the head of the summer barbecue with these guys. Ashley, the routine queen. Boy, am I happy to see you. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, but I could really use a good routine. So let's dive into this today. How did you become the routine queen? Were you always this way? Uh, I have always been this way, but I will have to say it was a certain point in my life that got really rocky and I had to get back on track, but I've always been very routine oriented. Yes. So tell me about that. You got into a place where, um, kind of a, a dark place in your life, right? And you found that routines kind of pulled you out of that. So let's talk about the importance of routine and how it can really help, you know, with everything mentally. Yes. So I always like to say that routines are like a safety net for your life, right? They're going to help you manage life with more intention, life with more ease, because let's think about this. How many decisions do we make on a day-to-day basis? And if you have a family, you're making three times as many decisions. Yeah. And and one thing we do know about decision-making is it's very taxing, even simple decisions, very, very taxing. It's a mental like suck. It is. It definitely is. And so that's where routines come in, because if you can have a set of steps that you know what to expect, they're already predetermined for you, then you don't have to make that decision. And so why not have routine a part of your life? There's really going to lessen your mental load and help you feel so much better and just lessen the stress that comes with making those decisions day to day. I would think that everyone out there listening or watching right now is going, yes, I would love to be more organized. I would love to have a routine. Where do we even begin? Oh my gosh. You have to first try to understand what routine you want to start. Okay. There are plenty of routines you can start. You know, we always think about the morning and the bedtime and that is great, but there are so many other routines that you can create as well. So kitchen routine, laundry routine, you can have routines for your children, like a nap routine. You can have an exercise routine. So really starting with thinking about what do you need in your life and how can a routine support you with that need? I think a lot of people right now are thinking about the back to school routine. It's a nice time to start fresh and get some good, you know, principles in place as we start the school year. So Let's think about this in kind of five ways. Do you have five ways that families can create and then execute a routine that they can stick with? Yes. So the first way is always only do one routine at a time. You only want to start one routine at a time. That is super important because we'll get overzealous, get really fired up about routines and we want to create all of them. No, Do not get ahead of yourself only one at a time. And that's going to lessen a lot of stress and really help you to stick to that routine in a more, in a better way. Okay. So in this case, don't be an overachiever, just one (laughs) thing at a time. (laughs) That's me. Yes. So one thing at a time, I learned this lesson the hard way. And then the second thing to think about is making your routine simple. 
simplicity is key to any routine. You know, don't overcomplicate it. I always say a rule of thumb is if you cannot recall your routine easily, it's probably too complicated. Mm. So keep it simple. The third way and thing to think about is making sure you have realistic expectations for your routines. You know, sometimes we can see others doing certain routines and we see things on, you know, social media, you know, we look at Pinterest and see what, you know, other moms or other families are doing. And we want to lean into that, but it's really important for you to think about what is going to actually be beneficial for your family, for your unique lifestyle. So those realistic expectations are really important as well. And then the fourth way is making sure that if you can, your routine is flexible, okay? Life changes, and we know that, especially with families. So with those changes, we have to be able to move with that. And so if your routine is more flexible, this is going to be really important. An example of this is, let's say you're creating a morning routine for yourself. Instead of putting something like having a step be Pilates, make that step exercise because many things can fit into the bucket of exercise. So if you can't do Pilates because right. you're running low on time, then you can just do like do a quick stretch or something. I'd, like that. I'd even take it a step further and say, just move your body, right? Yes. Watering the plants, you know, doing a load of laundry. This is all exercise. It is exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So making it flexible can be really helpful to think about as well. And then the last thing, which is super important, your routine needs to be fun. Okay. You know that most of us are motivated by fun. Let's be real. And so with that being the case, <laughs> yes. make sure you enjoy your routine. And that doesn't mean you're going to enjoy doing the routine. You may not enjoy the steps like laundry, but mm -hmm. what can you pair with the routine that you might be able to enjoy? So I know when I'm doing laundry, I listen to podcasts, Same. Right? music. Yes. So yeah, make it fun for you. What I love about you, Ashley, is you've then taken this passion for routines and you turned it into a business. So tell us about that and how these products are really helping people. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I got the idea to turn or just create this business from that trying time in my life. I went from being a working mom to stay at home mom. That transition was super rough. What brought me back to myself and being able to manage my home were routines. And so I said, you know what? I want to help women with routines. I want to equip women with products, resources that will help them to manage their life with more ease and, and find more joy and fulfillment in life through routines. And so that's why the business was created. And so I love the work that I do, being able to impact the lives of women through the information that I share through these amazing products. It really brings me so much joy. There's nothing better than that. So you've got two little girls at home. Tell us how routine has impacted their life? Oh my gosh. I just feel like they are, I feel like what routine has done for them is allowed them to really lean more into who they are, to be perfectly honest, because they feel more safe and secure because mm. they have that way of knowing what to expect. They have the routine that is there that makes them feel like, you know what, if I feel safe now, I can explore more things. Now I feel safe to explore different things. And so routine has really been a really nice thing for them. They know our morning routine, like the back of their hand. I mean, they have it down pat and I'm like, go girl, you tell me what to do. Oh, I love that. It helps kids get involved and also helps them make them feel so secure and it makes it so your head isn't spinning in a million different directions. So everybody wins with a routine. Ashley, this has been very inspiring. I'm excited. Tell everyone where they can find you online. Yes, you can find me at routineandthings.com, but also follow along at routineandthings on Instagram. That's where I hang out and I would love for you to join the community. You're awesome. Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you, Maria. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. But first, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Hood Sour Cream. Hood Sour Cream is made with real hood milk and cream. So I know I'm giving my family the good stuff. I love to have it on hand to whip up a quick dip when I'm in a pinch. Audrey, welcome back to Mom to Mom. Good to see you. Oh, thanks for having me back. You're looking so bright and beautiful. I don't know how you keep it all together with five kids at your house. Well, you know what? You look just as beautiful and we are surviving, right? I guess that's what it comes down to right now. We are surviving. So, so much has changed in the world since I saw you last. So kind of like bring us up to speed. How's your summer been? How's everything going? Everyone healthy? You know, everybody's healthy, you know, knock on wood. That's the most important thing of all. I have three high schoolers this year, Maria. I don't know how that happens, but a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior. Uh, I have a middle schooler, and then I still, thank goodness, have an elementary school. So it's going to be a different kind of year. The kids are getting older, and my heart is, um, is not ready for it. I know that seems like weird because I should be excited that they're, you know, getting older, but I want to hold them back a little bit. I think as parents, that's just part of the process at all these different stages, because my son, he just turned four and we just got rid of his crib. And it's oh. like, I'm going through a mourning period, even though that phase was so difficult. It's sort of like, there goes my baby. So I guess it happens at every age. It's just part of the gig, right? As parents. You know, it's right. And, you know, it's funny because my sister-in-law said to me last night, because I was crying as well, that like this new stage is coming and I'm not ready for it. And she's like, you know, each stage brings, you know, obviously that mourning period, which you just talked about, which is so correct, she's like, but also exciting things. So I'm trying to stay positive for, for my kids' sanity as well. So you're the perfect person to talk to because you've got kids kind of at all ages right now of the spectrum. So what do you think about and what can you offer to the people listening and watching when it comes to back to school planning? Because I know you must be very organized when you've got five people to worry about. You know, it's funny that organization piece is truly the key. It's really like that core of everything. You know, I have a calendar. I'm actually in my kitchen right now. I know you can't see to my left, but I have a gigantic family calendar. Um, everybody is color coded. So I know where everybody needs to be. Now, on top of that, I also have an actual planner that I actually put in my pocketbook that I always have on me. It's funny, as much as I'm a digital mom online for my life, when it comes to truly the, the schedules and everything like that, I'm so traditional where I actually need to write things down to make sure we're organized and on just schedule. I'm with you. I, I keep myself, my bases covered. I have mm -hmm. it digitally. And then I'm also a very tactile person. So I need to have the schedules and the checklist and the bulletin board and everything. And even with all of that, somehow I managed to screw things up. <laughs> oh, please. You know, if, my, if you had my kids here being interviewed, they would, they would let you know when I have. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about food because that is a yeah. huge part of keeping kids happy and healthy as they head back to school. And you yeah. have teamed up with the sponsor of our show, Hood Sour Cream, to bring us some great ideas for back to school and after school snacks. Absolutely. You know, my secret for my family is just keeping it easy. You know, it's just the only thing that I can do. You know, my kids are really involved in so many after school activities and sports and, you know, have so much homework and really they're here, there and everywhere right now. So, you know, we use Hood Sour Cream in almost every meal at our house because it's just made with that premium hood milk and cream. And honestly, it just makes everything delicious. So, you know, Maria, for us at home, even though I have kids from eight to 16, 
the easier is just like the best for me. So I'll do a taco bar, I'll do a potato bar. And I do that because everybody can serve themselves, even my daughter who's eight, you know, I have like the sour cream right there as a topping, not to mention with their squeezable bottle, it's less cleanup for moms and dads. Doesn't matter if your child is younger or a teenager, that's so important for us here at home. So, you know, it's really things like that. You know, I even toss it into our eggs because it makes them fluffier. I'm a big pancake girl. I love pancakes. And my mom, even as a kid, used to say, you know, the secret recipe is using sour cream because it makes the batter consistency better for you. So it's always just kind of been my little secret that I've just now shared with everybody. But that's just like one thing, just one thing that we do for our breakfast, just to keep things not only delicious, because that's the most important, but I know easy is just key, especially for that back to school time. You had a cute idea for a football dip. Show us that one. Yeah, you know, we're all about football. You know, I have sons that play football. We watch football. We consume football. So what's easy for me is just to have sour cream in our dip, like a buffalo chicken dip, our onion dip. And not only that, like my daughter will like dip like her veggies in it. And it's just easy to do not only for snacks for after school, but, you know, football Sundays are a big gathering in our family and celebration. And also is that back to school time for us as well. So just easy things like that, just to keep it simple but still delicious right right at the same time. A little dip goes a long way. Even when my son was very little, he'd say dip, 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 dip. <laughs> and if I can put out a little dip, he will get a vegetable in his mouth. And so I am very happy about that. If people are interested in more recipe inspo, where can they find that? You know, you can head to hood.com. Perfect. And speaking of .com, you are full-time blogging right now and writing I am. like- four, five, six. How many books are you at right now? Uh, my fourth one is just about to come out. How do you do this? You know, it's funny, you know, some people have like their yoga and some people have like maybe their knitting and mine is just creative writing. It's just been my, honestly, it's been my saving grace over the last year and a half, just to be totally honest with you. Do you ever get writer's block? You know, I just look at my husband and then it's just, I'm unblocked. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? <laughs> I'm a romance writer. I'm supposed to say that. I don't think of Josh Dumel or any celebrities. It's just my husband. Because you're <laughs> writing the romance novels. I'm working on a cookbook. So it's like a different inspiration. Um, and when I find writer's block, I head to the kitchen and eat some See? good food. So it works out. Um, Audrey, you are amazing. What are you looking forward to um, in the new school year? You know, most of all, just like a set routine. I feel like the last year has just been so up in the air. And I just love to have my kids in a routine. I think it's just sanity for all of us across the board. Well, thank you so much. So many great tips. Have a wonderful school year. Stay healthy, stay safe, and hope to see you again soon. Thanks so much, Maria. You're the best. Thank you so much for tuning in to mom to mom And also, as always, thank you to our sponsor, Hood Sour Cream. If you want more of mom to mom be sure to check out and subscribe to our podcast. And you can find that at mom to mom with Maria Sansone, wherever you find your podcasts. And then also, if you'd like to join our mom to mom Facebook group, that'd be great. You can find us at mom to mom with Maria Sansone. You guys, happy new school year. You can do this. I hope that we helped. And I'll see you next time here on Mom to Mom.